3: Hello everybody and welcome to Glamour Magazine's first ever podcast, Hey It's okay. My name is Jo Elvin, I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Glamour and every week we're going to be letting you into the features meeting, Uh, not something that happens very often because they can get a bit out of hand but that's kind of what we're hoping for. Uh, We're going to be talking about all sorts of topics, the sort of stuff that we talk about in the office really. So let me introduce some of the Glamour team that you'll be meeting this week. Uh, Every week we'll have different guests from the Glamour staff who will be uh, sharing all their wisdom with you. Uh, This week we have our fabulous Deputy Features Editor, Lisa Harvey. Hi. And our Social Media Editor, editor, Kat Brown. Hello. Hello, hello, ladies. And every week we will be um, hosting a fabulous celebrity guest. And this week, first off the mark... Emma Willis, Hello. TV presenter extraordinaire. And a guinea pig by the sounds of it. Uh, well, my first, my first question to you is, um, will you be firing your agent after he's had you sort of standing in a cupboard for half an hour? I have to tell you, it, no. the, glamour is an ironic term at glamour. We are literally everybody standing in a cupboard in the uh, back of the office of our Stablemates, wired magazine this is how glamorous things really are at glamour how are you feeling right now i feel uh,
2: like the height of glamour i i must admit i feel like i'm slightly in my loft at home the voice yes you started
3: filming the voice or about we start to? in about three weeks do you know who the judges are um
2: i know will is back definitely um and i haven't heard Do you know it's really weird because it's changed hands it's gone obviously from the beeb um to itv oh yes and it's a whole new team who i don't really know very well so mm. i'm like the new kid on the block again even though it's what like my fourth series i think yeah the year, year number four for me it's so basically your show yeah <laughs> well it's Will's show he's been there a little bit longer but um but will's definitely there and and we're, we're kind of still waiting i, d- I don't know i i'm I'm a bit like, is Ricky coming back? What's going to happen? Are we going to see Kylie return? You know, it, all the all these like people you you have in your head that are like, oh, that'd be amazing.
4: You're in such an interesting position as well because I can't think of any really major show that's jumped from like the BBC to another network in that sort of way. How does it yeah. feel? Yeah,
2: it it feels um it feels scary. Because I felt very safe at the BBC, I, they'd kept me, and I feel like I'm on trial again. Have you just? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But in a kind yeah. of nice way, they've been very welcoming. And but but it's um, I, I feel like I'm starting again because I haven't got Marv with me either this year as well. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm I'm on my own. I'm kind of front and center, and and if I mess up, I've got no I've got no one to save me.
3: <laughs> Everyone said, well, we don't need him. Let's just have her. It is your show. Oh no, don't say that. Oh no. I run out the door. No, I don't want it. No. You just have to start practicing how to say. And now here's an ad break. And that's the, that's, yeah, we'll see that's after like the, break. the big difference, isn't it? Yeah. It is.
2: And normally I would have to say it's Marv in the in the V room, but now it's we'll see you after the break. Yeah. Oh. So I think I think, you know, that there's a uh, it will be really weird not to be with him, but as I said, Will's kind of there, so I feel like there's some familiarity and, you know, at least it's kind of not a whole fresh panel and just me from before,
4: so it's quite nice.
3: Uh, well, I'm really excited to see yeah. who they're going to get, actually. Who do we want? Who do we want to start campaigning? It
4: feels amazingly like they've had... They've just had the most fantastic tick list of people that you'd want to see on The Voice They so always pick yeah. brilliant really people, great. you know,
3: from the original. As well,
2: yes, yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. That's kind of a given, I think. You yeah. have to, especially when there's three, three men, men. Yeah. you have to have a woman that can hold her own. I do and adore Paloma,
3: actually. I think
2: she she's um, very, very outspoken. Yeah. She was and absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Jessie was amazing when mm. she was on it. Rita was brilliant, and Kylie's Kylie. Kylie. So, mm. you know, it's. Um, I'm really interested to see who they're going to take... Either back or to fill that spot. You just, you never know. Oh, no, I can't wait. And there it's was a rumor very... that
3: Tom Jones was coming back. There was. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know. Yeah, I think I wish she
2: does I did, know. That <laughs> would almost I genuinely
4: X Factor Could that you imagine? Turn <laughs> I what? know. I would say that would genuinely make up for the return of Louis to X Factor. Having yeah. Tom back. He Why was are you brilliant. gutted about that? I can't stand Louis. He's awful. Sorry, Louis fans This is a very honest but podcast. I do love yeah. Tom.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Louis. My daughter does a really good impression of him. That's it. so. I mean, I'm a, I'll enjoy that.
5: But, yeah. yeah. He's gonna have to start thinking of some new kind of commentary. Back, you remind me of a young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> young, yeah. you're fun. You're gonna go all the way. <laughs> that was good. That Jedward. was really good. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I don't know, but it ha- has to obviously be a strong a strong woman that can take on those three blokes. And who is
3: your favourite? kind of export from the voice contestant mm. or, or coach yeah, yeah contestant. um
2: contestant stevie mccrory i loved he mm. um he was the scottish guy that that won a couple of years ago um i'm a big fan of like a dirty rock voice mm. uh,
5: becky hill isn't it she was on the voice yeah she like now has completed. and i think that's
2: the thing with the voice is everybody is is so um kind of likes to knock it because there's never been a successful winner. There's never been this, there's never been that, but it's not an automatic platform. It's, it's not, you know, you don't have a powerhouse like Simon Cowell who can give you everything like you get on X Factor. Um, so, this one is it's it's a platform and and you have to build like so many other musicians do and you have to go out there and you've got to put the work in and you've got to put the hours in and you've got to slog 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 because there are so many other people that are waiting to do that and so now Becky Hill from six seven years ago is coming through and doing fantastically well so you can only hope that all those other people that
4: have been brilliant will also do the same thing in time. I think the thing that I I couldn't remember the name of my favourite contestant then. So it's almost as if the the entire theme of the show and it focusing on the voice. I can remember the voice absolutely vividly. These gorgeous witch-like voices, beautiful folk, and just some absolutely staggering operatic voices as well. Yeah, it's a a wide
2: range. Uh, Cody from this year, I don't know if you remember her. um, George took her, and she was kind of like the punk girl. She was quite young, and she had such a haunting voice, and she would take things like Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd and just make them her own. She was absolutely amazing. So to see people like that as well that you wouldn't necessarily assume that you would see on a talent show was, is quite nice, I think, because it caters for everybody. We want to talk about Justin Bieber today, Emma. How are you feeling about that? I've kind of had a bit of a... Up and down relationship with Bieber.
3: Have you? Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> he he doesn't know it either. oh Okay, yeah. Well, it's um, just like when I'm cross with someone, and there's a lot of people out there who I'm not talking to, and they don't know I'm not talking to. <laughs> it's like that. It's just happening in your yeah. own little world, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, that happens to me
2: a lot as well. um So Bieber, I um, found him infuriating when he was younger and his hair annoyed me and he annoyed me and his songs annoyed me and um, he seemed like a bit of a brat and um, I just didn't get it really
3: Um, although every 12 year old child seemed to which is fair enough I suppose I guess you know when I was a kid I'm trying to think it's like well when I worked in teen pop magazines everybody fancied Mark Owen and little girls always fancy the little boy who looks the most like a little girl And there was a point when she was. You know what? That's funny because
2: I. uh, Bros were mine and they were very Mm. kind of feminine looking, weren't they? Totally. Yeah. Very pretty
3: boys. Inoffensive, pretty, safe. But I mean, I don't think Beaver's that safe, actually.
5: No, he's not. But he hasn't exactly had like a normal. Like childhood as well, has he? He's been famous ever since he's No, was like, I mean
2: found really young yeah. on social media and then catapulted into this humongous brand all around the exactly. world. But then he kinda did a U turn for me. He did. And and I and and I was just that whole Orlando Bloom thing in Ibiza, you know, one minute I'm like go bloom and the next time I'm like oh,
5: But he's brought some really good new music, so I don't quite know how I feel. Like it's over the last couple of years, definitely. It's like the whole—you know—never thought I'd be a believer, and um, thanks to like a few good run of his songs, like I never ever thought I would even have him on my playlist. But he has been. Mm. Um, But then, yeah, he'll go and do something completely douchey, and we'll all. You know, I'm just thinking about. Arms. I'm just thinking
3: about Orlando Bloom's Willie now. Yeah. That time. yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry, I've stopped. It doesn't take much for hey, me to stop okay. thinking Gone about the days, Justin Bieber. Thinking of him in um... <laughs> what was that about? Sorry, I know oh, that's not the topic, let's but
5: just definitely bear off to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we believe it? Was it what What?
2: What is the latest with it? What's the
3: kind of? Why did it happen? How did it
2: happen? It's why been did he do seen it
3: since then? No.
5: Um,
3: I don't know. Maybe there's a big role that demands a big presence that. I don't know. And why was he Starkers and she wasn't?
5: I don't know. It was the most bizarre photo, definitely.
2: And how was there a pap there?
5: It's kind of like the the Taylor
2: Swift Tom Hiddleston thing Mm. as well, like in the sea and the the t shirt and
3: this you know. Has Matt not got an iHeart EW T shirt? (laughs) It's tattooed, branded oh, on I'll Branded. I'll yeah. It's been a long yeah. time.
5: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> the magic is still there. He's still the there. Three kids, of course. The magic is still yeah, there. Oh, well, it better be. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah. So, so Bieber released new music, and everyone kind of went, "He is cool." But also, he started to laugh at himself, mm. or he looked did like he, he looked yeah. like he was well, laughing himself. Well, I, I very much the loved roast. the roast. Yeah, yeah. He that was, was good amazing. On the roast. He did the roast and then he did cardboard karaoke with James Corden. And it was almost like mm. Bieber has grown up and started to laugh at himself.
3: I think, though, when you hear about him standing on stage, whinging about how tired he is and how hungover and sort of like giving a, you know, a really half assed performance, let's be mm. honest, that we sort of like talked about at Glamour.com earlier this week. It's that, it's that sense of entitlement absolutely that i can't bear this sense of I, we get it we know that and i mean i'm sure you know as well that being a celebrity there are difficulties with that absolutely but it's not a bad life is it ultimately you can't get up in it's front not a of, bad
2: bank balance no, either is you it you
3: can't get up in front of people who've probably spent Paid a, a, lot of a money. good part of their month's salary to be yeah. there and see you yeah and moan about being there
5: and it also comes after i guess like the whole news headlines recently of him and the Social media kind of him coming off social media and then and didn't you know, he
2: replace himself with a cardboard cutout in meet and greets? Did anyone notice? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> didn't Did anyone know. care? <laughs> but it's just yeah. things like that. So he's that onto I, something there. I just find <laughs> yeah. like baffling because they will charge a fortune to meet Justin Bieber and I'd then he never goes, heard of you know this what? until him. I, I just have no time to do it. Mm. And you kind of like in my head, I go, I've watched. Premiers in Nessa Square with Tom Cruise and Will Smith and these global megastars that spend hours and hours and they're happy to meet you and they do their job and they're utterly professional because they are being paid. Mm. Not that they're not nice people as well, but they get paid an extortionate amount of money because they know what their job is and they're very good at it and they they, they understand that, you know, things have to go hand in hand because they're professionals. And I
3: think this is why... With all the ups and downs this year, I've got nothing but the utmost respect for Taylor Swift because I've seen her. I've seen if you're her fan and you're in front of her, yeah, then to her in that moment, you're the only person who exists. Now, she's probably done that 50 times in an hour, but she makes sure that every one of those 50 people feels like it was all about them. Yeah, And you've got to respect that, I think. Absolutely. I think Justin is the real embodiment of my theory that you... The age you become famous is the age you kind of stay. Mm. I think for a lot of these people. So, like, you know, he was a little boy when he became famous, and so he's still
5: ultimately. Mm. We're yet to see him become a man. Yeah, he's he
3: he he hasn't developed Mm. beyond that mental age. In in, is my theory, lawyers. It could be because it. Um, As you say, he kind
2: of got given everything on a plate at a certain age, and since then has continued to get everything on a plate. Mm. You know, so maybe you do mentally stay that age. Matt's a little bit like that. He's from Mm. the age... Not not in quite the same way, but um, since the age of 19, he's kind of had people do everything... For him, when he for a
3: few years, and now he lives with me and expects me to do it. <laughs> is that is that weird? Because I hear people being interviewed about, you know, particularly musicians. They go away and they're on tour for sometimes a year or so at a time, and everything's done for them. And then when they get back and someone expects them to do the hoovering, they're just like. You what? I think it's just you get used to, yeah. to
2: to what you're living at that time, don't you? When yeah. he's at home, he's brilliant and he's on the ball and he's always there and he knows what to do and, and he does it. But if he goes away for a month and then he comes back, he's still in the... I've been in LA for a month with the boys living in a boys' house, Yeah. and even though he has mm-hmm. to look after the boys because he's a sensible dad of, of all of them, um, he he still kind of gets back and forgets that there is a lot that needs to be done. Well, but after a couple of days of shouting, he's maybe he's when Justin's his or yours. <laughs>
3: yeah.
5: Maybe when Justin has
3: low-level violence. <laughs> yeah.
5: Uh, yeah, well, maybe when Justin has a baby, maybe it will like. Force oh, please him to God! Grow up. Well, do we need yeah. any more?
3: I mean, you know, the be baby th- beavers? authorities wouldn't even trust him with that monkey he stole so no (laughs) or just find the right woman maybe Maybe. Maybe. oh god pray for justin's woman everybody
1: (laughs) on that note i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me
3: we want to talk about something we talk about a lot at glamour um food guilt is it okay to say the big middle finger up the big f you to food guilt and what i'm talking about is that presumed food guilt that people presume on behalf of we women in particular so you know your yogurt is guilt-free you're Chocolate bar is sort of way, low, low calorie, you have
4: to go up a llama, like up a hill, wearing a llama or yeah, on it or it, dancing that, or something to go over it. It's
3: that thing where I've never seen what you see on television where you know, a group of four of us women sit around, one of you goes to the loo or to get a drink, and the rest of us go, What's her secret? and then she comes back with a yogurt and goes, I'll tell you, ladies. And it's you know, and it's kind of it's rice pudding flavor, so it's just the same as having a triple layer cheesecake. It's like, what the hell is this?
4: I get this quite a lot because I'm I'm six foot one and I am a size fourteen and therefore not a model. And in a lot of places, this sort of body shape is not supposed to exist. We are pressured as women to to think about food in a way that men just aren't. Men are just allowed to get on with it, go and do a triathlon and crack on. That's yeah. a real shame.
2: It is a real shame. I um I think you do. I've been doing it recently because I'm I'm trying to be good, um, and and as opposed uh, to being
3: bad. Well, like, yeah, that's yeah, what because, I mean, you know, exactly. You know, what, exactly, yeah. you know
2: I, I've just had a baby, and and every every time I have a baby, I am like fuck you to feel guilt, f- food guilt all the time because you just want to be you and get back to normal and eat as much as you
3: want and just feel like a and, normal human you know, being and I, I don't know it's probably too personal but when you're breastfeeding you're bloody hungry absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just purely running around after kids yeah. you
2: are absolutely starving anyway Um and and, and so, so recently I've been trying to be good and I've been training and, and I've been going, I'm just not going to eat sugar, I'm not going to eat sugar. And then, and then all of a sudden Matt made some cookies the other day and I was like, fuck you, <laughs> I'm having cookies. <laughs> I'd been sugar free for two weeks and I thought, this is absolutely ridiculous. If I'm looking after myself, then why the hell am I being sugar free? Because I, I should just be able to have what I want and not care about what is kind of, you know, what other people think and well, and, and yeah. what is what is put into our heads. But, and so I had two cookies and then I had a bloody ice cream as well, just because I wow. thought there is no point in, in in going soft, either go hard or go home. So totally. Hard.
3: But that's what, you know, I, I found on Twitter one day, it's just a friend and I ended up chatting on Twitter sometimes, as you do, and she we'd talking about how we were going to meet for a lasagna at this place. We both love the lasagna. It's just unbelievable. You know, it's like it's to die for, as they say.
4: I need the name of this place too. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
3: Baker's. (gasps) Baker and Spice on Elizabeth Street. And um, this personal trainer who I sort of like vaguely know, but don't really know, sort of weighed in and went, remember girls, a lifetime on the lips. You know, no, what is it? A a moment on the lips, a A lifetime lifetime on the hips. I was like, like, you know, I will decide what I'm eating if that's all right. You know, it's it's just this assumed thing that everything that we put into our mouths is about, our figure or... I don't know. It's All the just...
4: feelings that we're going to get from it. I yeah. do think that as women, we are genetically programmed to have a more emotional involvement with food and to get more... And women will often, like, comfort eat more than men. But at the same time, you know, if you want to have a donut or you want to have a biscuit, you know you're having a donut, you know you're having a biscuit. You don't need somebody to go... to, to basically guilt trip you about it or for totally. you to feel guilty about it. You
2: know, you, you just can't stress and you can't let other people pressure you or, or peer pressure or ads in magazines or or ads on the tv or newspapers or wherever
3: it is or or blokes in a restaurant yeah. do you know what i mean it's just like or just talk about it all the time yeah. it's like you know it, it, we're i yeah. think people who come to work at glamour tell me that it is unique in that you know if a box of crispy creams arrives as it does quite often thank you very much crispy cream keep them coming um you know on other magazines the women will sit around and go oh Oh, I don't know. I mean, I had a, oh, I had a sandwich for lunch. I don't, oh, I don't know. And oh, all those carbs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> by the time, I don't know, sometimes I see the box come in and think, oh my God, I'm going to have one of those about four o'clock. And so I walk out at half an hour later at four o'clock and they're all gone. And there's, no, there's just none of that yeah. kind of fretting about it. I think that we're very much, and that's the way we approach what we do in the magazine is sort of like this 80-20 if you're healthy and if you're sort of like looking after yourself from a nutritious Mm. point of view have a bloody donut I've seen some places
4: where the where the approach of a box of Krispy Kreme would sort of be the sort of the scene that you get is almost like seeing a load of lionesses sort of circling a carcass and going, going up and sniffing it, but going, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't, oh, oh was... my god, it's so good, but no, I can't, I can't, it's evil. It's not evil. It's a flipping donut. Yeah. Mm. If you want one, have one, or share one, or cut one in quarters or something like that. But it's it's not the end of the world. That it is just here. It doesn't represent anything inherently bad. Um, it's 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 just a thing, and you can take it or leave I it. I would say don't share one. Just no.
3: have the
5: whole thing. <laughs> No, I, 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 oh, no,
3: I'm not on board with sharing. I think it's being one of four children. She's not into it. I know, it. the thing is, if, if you
2: order something or you want something, it's because you order it and you want it. You don't want other fingers picking it totally. and taking it and, you know, get your own. I am I, totally
4: on board with that. And that is the glamour Krispy Kreme code of conduct. Yes. Everybody?
3: Next up, I want to talk about phone guilt and say, hey... It's okay to be obsessed with my phone. Let's debate this. I, I thought about this because I was on holiday last week. I uh, had a brilliant time in Miami and Orlando with my husband and my daughter. And I would say most nights at dinner, we would sit there and we would chat, the three of us, but we all sat there with our phones on our table and every now and again would I'd check Instagram Keen to see how many people liked another one of my nauseating beach shots, you know, all that sort of thing. She was checking what her friends were doing, and then we'd have a bit more chat. And I could see people around the restaurant sort of like actively judging us. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to stand up and go, I have been at the beach all day with no Wi-Fi. Do not oppress me. You know, I I really... I love my phone and I'm sick of it being sort of like this kind of like moral
5: outrage about, I can't help it, it's my job. I uh, our, pho- you know. our phones have become more and more our lives recently. I mean, my friends take... The piss out of me so many times by I, I lose my phone like twenty times a day and I think the world's ended and um, I either I've already had my phone stolen and broken this year and I've had to go through that period of when you literally don't have a phone for a oh few days. Oh my god! Yeah. And Are you like, okay? Well, you f- first off you're like this is really liberating. Oh my god, I'm gonna have a proper digital detox. And then after like forty eight hours, it's like oh my god, what's going on? What's happening out out there? And you just kind of it's that sense of like going back to being connected and you know that not missing out on anything and it is can be quite i guess a bit depressing sometimes the fact that we are constantly checking our phones mm. but i just think they've become so much part of our lives now and you know they we should be proud to have our phones. I think it's our lifestyle. What, what you're doing on it, though, like, I, I think Emma's disagreeing you're... with us. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm
2: yeah. I'm I'm really bad actually because because I I say to my husband all the time like put your phone away. Why are you want it again? What are you looking at? Because he's constantly on it at home. But if it's work or yeah. or he's doing something like I get it, but. If you're just on Amazon or Pokemon, ordering some more protein powder, get off it. Your family are in the room. Do you There's know what a mean? lot to be said for Pokemon. <laughs>
5: Sorry, cat. Um,
2: but uh, so, so we we like, we try to do this thing, or I try to do this thing, um, where after work hours, so after like six or seven o'clock, no phone, no no phones unless it's a work email, and then and then and then you can do it. Um, but I like to check Instagram and Twitter before bed, so it kind of bit me in the bum and um, didn't really work <laughs> Isn't it?
3: your publicist is standing around here and he's shaking his head furiously. <laughs> why <laughs>
2: I, I am I just don't reply <laughs> um uh, but so so it kind of bit me in the bum because I and he's like you a said habit. there was a ban and you're in bed literally about to go to sleep and you're checking I'm like yeah but it it just makes me unwind yeah. and switch oh my off god, if, no. I just,
5: if I just check but I can I, I think I think um you know we've done a lot of features like this on you know you should leave your phone you know out of your bedroom uh, before you go to bed but I think you've got to do whatever works for you before totally. so like for some people the thought of their phone being downstairs and oh my god am I going to wake up you know is my alarm clock working like yeah. it's, it, that will send send like some sort of anxiety in them, where if they have their phone near them, I don't know, maybe it's a sense of comfort in a really twisted kind of way. I can't sleep if my way. phone's near me. I, I have
3: to. About 10, if you want to email me, do it before about 10.30 okay. because but that's the I'm not looking at my phone then until seven o'clock the next day. Yeah. I can't bear it because I get trapped in this cycle of seeing something really great that somebody's doing on Facebook that makes me... A bit jealous or a bit competitive if it's like a really good other magazine cover or something like that. And I feel, I go to bed feeling this like knot in my stomach and I can't work out what it is. And it's how usually, can I beat them? How can yeah. I beat them? No, it's not even that. I just sort of like I'm in a bad mood and I can't put my finger on why. Wow. And then I think
5: your mind's raising. oh, I know
3: why because half an hour I saw that you know someone was invited to some dinner that I wasn't invited to or something like yeah. that. So I don't think I'm an idiot with it but i i just feel like if i want to sit at a restaurant and read my phone for yeah. 10 minutes mm. shut up you know
2: it's- yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. but it's, and it is each to their own isn't it yeah. we, we kind of went from trying to ban it in the evenings to um to we said right we'll just do it at meal times so at meal times if we're out and someone gets their phone out they pay
4: yeah. I think it also oh God, depends on so what you're- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all. Yeah. I think it also depends on what you're using your phone for. Um, because something now that I'm a professional social media editor, I will never be able to do again is I gave up Twitter for Lent once. <gasps> forty days and forty nights without Twitter, which basically meant forty days and forty nights without breaking news. I heard about that. The, um Oscar Pistorius's arrest 4 hours after Twitter did because i mm. had to wait for a breaking news email i just think so much of the world has changed in the way that we the we the way that we communicate with each other yeah. the way that we hear about things and and yeah it's it's really good to sort of to take a break or but only if it's only if it's something that you actually want to do if it's if it sort of fits into your day I mean we heard those dreaded words digital detox earlier well, don't think detox sorry. ever came no, uh, no there was no, nothing good ever came from the word detox I,
3: I do want to come back to that slightly <laughs> and just put out the community service message that anyone thinking of pitching ideas to glamour <laughs> about their personal digital detox just please, please don't I swear to you it's the one millionth time I've heard that idea
5: and, that's the whole- and I'm
3: not interested in it, in the nicest possible way. Go no away. <laughs> we know it's, a, if you know, we, yes, we know it can be healing and cleansing, but there's nothing new Ooh. to
5: say no. on digital
3: detoxing.
2: And
5: in, the, in a world when we're so reliant on technology yeah. now anyway... Um, I definitely
2: but everything open. though whether it's social media whether it's checking Twitter whether it's checking your work emails whether it's streaming a movie for your kids because you're in the middle yeah. and we went to Cornwall recently no how WiFi. You, I was going to say how did you stream no, anything well, I know. exactly no nothing <laughs> no. and I just didn't expect it I'm like well we're in Cornwall Must, yeah. surely it's not going to be literally not a thing so Google in a restaurant to go and eat couldn't do it so we're just stuck in a house not knowing where to go what to do and like you say it, it was has a living become, nightmare it's become your life hasn't it it's not just mm. work it's, emails yeah. and, it's and indul- it's taking not a picture
5: indulgent thing yeah. to just be on facebook or instagram mm. or twitter it is this whole wider like cat said the, the connection to what's going on out in the world yeah. and, and just you know keeping up to date with that
4: the one difference which is something that joe was ranting about quite rightly earlier is when people don't connect with the outside world. And then I'm talking about people, and I've been totally guilty of this on many occasions, walking along the street, normally Oxford Street, which is incredibly busy staring at their phones and bumping into everybody as they yeah. pass. Yeah. We need to find a way around that. Yeah. I think it's we t- need t- to make
3: that illegal. Yeah. Or, you know, something like the death penalty or something. Def- I can't bear it. Definitely I bear an etiquette
5: it. to have yeah. with your phone, though. I, you, I agree.
3: People who think you can walk and look at your phone... you. Can't, in fact, I remember tweeting about this and you saying on Twitter, oh my God, I've just yes. been doing that. <laughs> yes. I know. We are not phone buddies. I know, but you kind yes. of
2: you, you find yourself doing it, don't you? And, and and it does infuriate me when people are walking down the road like this. I'm like, you know, they, they would have literally just walked into me because they're not looking. And oh then all of a God. sudden I catch myself doing it. I'm like, I'm the worst human being in the world <laughs> because I,
3: I judge people who do this and now it's me. I, it's I just, bad. I can't, I can, I know, I cannot walk and use my phone. I know I can't can't. can't do that I was walking behind this woman on Bond Street stuck behind her sort of like head buried in her phone and this woman like about 10 yards in front of her I didn't even realize they were together turned around and went Helen put your phone down and walk and I was like oh Helen's mate you are my new hero it was like it was I was so glad it was it's not just me it's not just me no it's not yeah it's not
5: restaurants yes walking down the street no So, I think we're getting
3: that I have a very confused relationship with my phone, but just let me use it when I want to, all right? All right. No detox. (laughs) Detox free. Thank you very much for coming in today, Emma Willis. Thank you, Jo. I love your cupboard. Um, I think what I would say is. We definitely all at least lost a stone. Yeah. I know it's it really warm. Yeah. it's um, <laughs> Who we're all Bikram? we're not we're not sweating because we're ladies. We're glowing. Um, we
4: could power several light bulbs with our ladylike glow.
3: Yes, but um, and yeah, want to wish you all the best with the voice. Thank you very much. Um, keep on the lookout for that new Justin Bieber. Give him a clip around the ears. Yeah, right. Yeah, what's going to come up with next? <laughs> That's it for the first Glamour podcast of Hey, It's Okay. Hope you enjoyed it. I think Emma did, although she's gone for a nice long cool shower now. It is hot in the podcast booth. Lots more hot topics next time. Thank you for listening.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.